Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. On the host of this podcast, I had Frank Renaps. There were 79. There were 79 episodes soon. I got action-packed episode planned for you. NBA conference are set. We got Warriors, Mavericks, Heat, Celtics starting today. It's going to be an amazing series, everybody. It's going to be amazing to see who makes the NBA finals. MLB's rolling right now. So much more. Stay tuned for this action-packed episode number 79. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode 79, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. Like I said in the intro, Warriors, Mavericks, Heat, Celtics, everybody. It's going to be an amazing series. We saw Luka Doncic in the Dallas Mavericks with Spencer Dinway. No Kristaps Porzingis. They traded him at the deadline. Them making the conference finals, everybody. Over the reigning Western Conference champions, the Phoenix Suns, everybody. Dem Booker, no finals trip. Chris Paul, no finals trip. Not even Western Conference finals trip. Oh, Chris Paul. This happened so many times to his career. Is he a choker? Leave your answer in the comments section. Does he choke too much? Coming up later about Chris Paul. But give my take on Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns coming up later. But this is just wild right here. James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers also lost over to the hands of the Miami Heat. And, you know, Doc Rivers could be on him. James Harden could be on him. Joel Embiid, you might even put the blame on. But he was hurt in the first two games of the series. Can't blame that. It was injured even the games after that. Joel Embiid maybe should have won MVP this year. Up for debate. I say no still. I still say it should be Nicole Jokic. But Conference are set, everybody. Celtics beat the reigning champions in the Milwaukee Bucks. So, both teams in the finals last year, done in round two, everybody. Were you surprised to see that? Leave your answer in the comment section. I surely was. At least thought the Suns would get past the Mavericks. I thought that the Celtics would trip up the Bucks, but definitely did not think that the Suns would lose in round two to the Dallas Mavericks. Patrick Beverly's all over ESPN saying, yeah, we don't like Chris Paul. We don't like the Suns. I go to bed late and I play the Suns. I don't respect the Suns. We want to play the Suns. We don't want to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, Patrick Beverly, a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves, he said, I don't want to play the Memphis Grizzlies. I want to play the Phoenix Suns, the better team. Better record, I mean, better record. And we saw that with the Phoenix Suns. Struggling so much in the first series with the Phoenix Suns, with the New Orleans Pelicans, Jose Alvarado, Brandon Ingram. Just a little bit of trouble there they had right there. You know, Patrick Beverly might be right. Maybe that's a role for him after his playing career media with J.J. Redick. I mean, that was amazing right there. Patrick Beverly going off on Chris Paul. What a series that was by Luka. Game 7 did not live up to the hype in the Celtics game. Celtics blocked the Bucks, And in the Mavericks game, obviously, Mavericks blown out the sun. Still more to come in the NBA. Let's move to the NFL. We have a bit of news. Now, future Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Brees said, hey, I might come back. He got fired or left NBC, so he's not going to do that this year. And he saw that Saints signed Jarvis Landry. They signed Tyron Matthew. Now, Saints don't have a supreme quarterback situation. They have James Winston, who probably should be their starting quarterback. Might be better than Drew Brees currently right now. But Drew Brees said, hey, I might well come back, play with these guys. That'd be wild to see right there. I couldn't imagine a world where Drew Brees came back to Saints with Dennis Allen as head coach, not Sean Payne. So is this Smoke and Mirrors? Leave your in the comment section. A little bit of wild stuff right here. Other news in the NFL, some rookie signing deals with their new teams. Aiden Hutchinson getting a deal done. Evan Neal getting a deal done. Kayvon Thibodeau getting a deal done. So just a bunch of stuff going on right now in the NFL. Drew Brees, do you think he makes a comeback or do you think it's Smoke and Mirrors? Leave your in the comment section. Let's first the MLB. We have a bunch of news. New York Mets ace, Jacob DeGrom, who hasn't played one game this season. His MRI came back again, shows extensive healing, so much healing comeback. And Jacob DeGrom, shooting for maybe a June, July return, all-star break. Who would that be amazing right there? What do you think about that, Mets fans? What do you think about that, MLB fans? The best pitcher in baseball is going to come back this season. No debate about Leave your answer in the comment section. Bryce Harper, everybody, towards UCL, where if you're a pitcher, oh, that sets you out two years ago, I have Tom John. But if you're Bryce Harper, no, you win player of the week. Yeah, that's why I'm with Bryce Harper right there. Towards UCL, can't field for, I think it's three months, he's going to play DH. But Bryce Harper, wow, he went off. He's going off right now. One player of the week. And this is what the DH does. If he was in the NL last year, he's going to have to be out for three months because he can't field. But now, with the designated hitter, it's awesome to see right here. Bryce Harper, non-IL. Bryce Harper winning Player of the Week. Great series against the Dodgers. Great series against the Mets. Just crazy stuff right here with Bryce Harper as a torn UCL. And he's going off right now. What do you think of that? Do you think Bryce Harper deserves Player of the Week? Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, some history was made this weekend, everybody. The Cincinnati Reds. Hey, no hitter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Cincinnati Reds had a no-hitter. Let's go. They lost. Yes, Cincinnati Reds had a no-hitter. Zero runs, and they lost. They have Hunter Green, pretty much rookie year candidate on the mound. Hunter Green, number two overall pick from a couple years ago at Notre Dame. Ricky Phenom, most pitches over 100 miles per hour in a game against the LA Dodgers over the season. So he's going on the mound. He's going on the bump against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Not really a good team. They keep Ryan Hayes. They're a growing team. They have Ryan Reynolds. But he throws a no-hitter against them. Everybody. He gives up, he throws 116 pitches, but he has one in a run. Whom? He gives up two walks when he enters out the game. Two walks. Then they run to a fielder's choice when Art Warren comes into the game. So, gives a fielder's choice, not hit, but keep Ryan Hayes scores. One and up like Pirates, and that's the game. Reds only pitched eight innings right there by eight innings, no hitter, not a win. So, not official no hitter, just crazy stuff right there. Do you ever remember seeing no hitter like this before where you lose? I think it happened a couple years ago with the Dodgers in 2008. It's happened a couple times before, but shock to see it's not the first time that's, I mean, to see that. It's not the first time it's ever happened. Were you surprised to see that? Leave your answer in the comment section. The Reds. One of the saddest franchises in sports. We got a segment coming up about that later. Just crazy stuff going on right now. But you know who threw a real no this week? Reed Detmers of the Los Angeles Angels, everybody. Now, he's a rookie. Only gave up two strikeouts. Only threw two strikeouts there, everybody. I think it's the least strikeouts ever in a no-hitter. But Reed Detmers did get a no-hitter. What, I mean, congratulations to him. All the Angels have struggled with all these years is pitching. Now they get a no-hitter. Now they have some good pitch. And they know Syndergaard. They also have Shohei Otani. They have Griffin Canning. They got Sam Balkman who they picked a couple years ago with their first round picks. This is going to be a good team, in my opinion, everybody. Los Angeles Angels are a good team. They get a no-hitter, second no-hitter this season. First no-hitter by a starting pitcher this season, Reed Detmers. Congratulations, Sam. But that's about it for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, my favorite of the week, everybody. Last week was my favorite take of the week where I talked about Jordan Addison. This week is just my favorite thing of the week. And this week, my favorite thing of the week was seeing Luka Doncic beat up on Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns. That's going to be a rivalry for years to come. And it's going to be awesome to see everybody. Could Devin Booker potentially leave the Suns? That's a big going around right now. I don't think so. Could Chris Paul potentially leave the Suns to go to be a Los Angeles Laker? No, I don't think so. Could Chris Paul retire right now? No, he said, no, I'm not retiring at age 37. So just come up with wild stuff right there. But Luka Doncic, he's here when we talk about. Is he the best player in the NBA right now? Is he the best basketball player in the world right now? Now that I can't answer. But Luka Doncic has gone off there, but I think it still might be on Sato DeCoupo. But Luka Doncic, I did not expect this from him this season. I thought they could probably lose in round one when Luka Doncic got hurt and did play the first couple of games to the Utah Jazz. But no. Jalen Brunson, amazing player. Luka Doncic, a great player. Mark Cuban's done a great job with this team. Jason Kidd comes in year one, taking over from Rick Lala. Does great. Luka Doncic, congratulations to you. You are my favorite of the week. Wow, just great stuff right there. Leave your thoughts to Luka Doncic in the comment section. Is he the best player in the NBA? Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, we have four teams left in the NBA playoffs. Warriors, Mavericks, Heat, Celtics. And there's so many great players in those teams. So many superstars on those teams. So let's rank them. The top five players left in the NBA playoffs. Let's hop into it. Number five, Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics, everybody. Say right here, Clay Thompson's on this list. Tyler Hero's not on this list. Jalen Brunson's on this list. A bunch of other superstars are out by. I think Jalen Brown gets that nod over Clay Thompson. Now you can say whatever you want. Game six, Clay. Game six, Clay. I don't care. Jalen Brown right now is a better player than Clay Thompson. Number five, Jalen Brown. Number four, Jimmy Butler. Wow, Jimmy Butler was amazing in that Sixers series. Jimmy Butler, year in, year out, is an amazing player. Jimmy Butler, fourth best player left in the NBA playoffs. Number three, Jason Tatum, everybody. Jason Tatum's reaching that top, top five player level in the NBA. Again, you can put Giannis up there, obviously. You're going to put Luka up there. You're going to put Joel Embiid up there. You can squeak LeBron, KD in there. But Jason Tatum needs to start getting that conversation, everybody. Jason Tatum's an amazing player. Jason Tatum's better than Devin Booker. I don't care what you say. Jason Tatum. 
is a better player than Devin Booker. Now, I may have said in the past, Devin Booker's better. But from what I've seen, Jason Tatum's a more clutch player. When he was in Kyrie's shadow the first couple years of his career, now he didn't do so great his second season. The NBA did pretty well his first season, but didn't do great second season. Now Jason Tatum is a perennial all-star, perennial superstar. Jason Tatum's an amazing player. Third best player left in the NBA playoffs, Jason Tatum. Number two, is it going to be Luka Doncic or is it going to be Steph Curry? Now it's going to be Luka Doncic. By Luka Doncic, is not the playoff experience like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, three championships, zero finals MVPs, but three championships, been to the finals Five times in this career. Yeah, this is a no-brainer for me right here. Luka Doncic, still an amazing player. Number two, I'm giving that nod over Jason Tatum. And Steph Curry, obviously number one. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Did I get this list right? If I didn't, leave your list in the comment section. That's my top five. Now, before we move on to the did you know, I want to talk a little bit more right here about Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul. Play. Who's the more clutch player? I'm going to say it right here. Jimmy Butler. His whole entire career has been a more clutch player than Chris Paul's whole entire career. Not talking about right now. His whole entire career. Name one clutch Chris Paul moment. Really can't. He never made the conference finals of the LA Clippers when they co-won NBA championship. Only made the conference finals once with the Houston Rockets, and that was with James Harden. Now, you're going over to the Phoenix Suns. Have a great season last year. Make it to the NBA finals for the first time in your career. Congratulations. Can't do anything there. Can't defeat Yon Santacupo. Can't defeat Chris Milton. Can't defeat... P.J. Tucker, any of those guys over there. But this season, you're coming in with a new team. New players, new faces. It's going to be a great team. You almost won the NBA championship last year. You get 60 wins a season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to win the NBA championship. We're the best record in the NBA. We're going to do great. We're going to win the NBA championship. You lose in the second round. You almost lose to Jose Alvarado. Single-handedly, almost your fault, Chris Paul. Jimmy Butler. Let's talk about here for a second. Jimmy Butler got drafted by the Chicago Bulls. Last pick of the first round. One most improved player. Actually came in third for defense player of the year. Has been on many all-defensive teams. Has been on many all-NBA teams, like Chris Paul. Chris Paul's also been on all-defensive teams. Jim Butler, like in my opinion, has done more with less. He made an all-NBA team when he was with Minnesota. He made an all-NBA team when he was in Chicago. He was playing with kids in Minnesota. He was playing with not great players, no all-stars. Now, Cat wasn't an all-star then. Zach Levine, he didn't play with. Andrew Wiggins wasn't very good when he was playing with them. Derrick Rose, near tail end of his prime right there in Chicago. So, a little thing right there. Jimmy Butler went over to Miami. He tried to stop in Philadelphia. He couldn't. But he went over to Miami. Took them to the NBA Finals. And they didn't really have much that season. They didn't have Kyle Lowry. They had Tyler Hero, who's a rookie. He brought that whole team to the Finals. Right? Like, in the bubble. You could say, oh, in the bubble, in the bubble. No, I don't care. Chris Paul, my opinion, when he has done less with more of, but Chris Paul, outside of that one season in OKC, which might have been one of the best seasons of his career, Chris Paul is not a clutch player, everybody. Not a clutch player. Maybe one of the most overrated players in the NBA. That's my hot take right there. Now, Chris Paul might leave the Suns this offseason. He might go say, hey, LeBron, I'm going to go help you. I'm going to join the Lakers. That'd be a good move right there. But I don't know. That's my take on Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul. But a bit of a hot take right there saying Jimmy Butler, his whole entire career has been more clutch than Chris Paul. Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, did you know everybody, this week's did you know, it's a great one. Did you know Giannis Antetokounmpo, reigning NBA champion in the About the Celtics series, playing without Chris Middleton, playing with Drew Holiday, pretty much his only co-star right there, had 200 points, 100 rebounds, 50 assists. If you don't call this man the greatest player in the world right now, greatest basketball player in the NBA right now, what are you doing? Giannis Antetokounmpo is him. Giannis Antetokounmpo is definitely the best basketball player in the NBA right now. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 200 points, 100 rebounds, 50 assists. And he's a power forward in our play. 50 assists in a seven-game series. 200 points in a seven-game series. 100 rebounds 
in seven game series. That's averaging way over 10 rebounds a game. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo, everybody. Giannis Antetokounmpo, an amazing player. Leave thoughts in the comment section. That's what I didn't know this week. Now, around the bases, everybody. This week's around the bases. It's a great one. Now, around the bases, I'm starting right here is with Julio Rodriguez, everybody. Now, if you don't know who Julio Rodriguez is, he's with top prospect. He got caught to MLB this year. Had a bit of a rocky start. Nice catch on fire. Has first career home run against Miami. Then he goes up against my New York Mets. Goes 0 for 7 in the first two games of the series. Then he goes 4 for 4 in the third game on Sunday. Single-handedly won that in that game. Robbie Gray did terrible. He did terrible. Okay, their pitching was just terrible in that game. But he single-handedly dominated that game. 4 for 4. Blast to left field there by second deck. Holy Rodriguez show has arrived. They call him the J-Rod show. He's arrived there, but he could win rookie of the year over Spencer Torkelson. My guy Spencer Torkelson, he cut. Holy Rodriguez, an amazing player. Bigger prospect. Didn't turn out his butts like Jerry Kelnick did. Jerry Kelnick obviously turned out his butts. And obviously, the New York Mets won that trade now, but now they obviously cut Robinson Cano. And Jared Kelnick is terrible. But we got Edwin Diaz, everybody. Edwin Diaz, one of the best closures in MLB. No big bat. New York Mets won that deal. We had to give up Justin Dunn, who isn't very good anymore. Jared Kelnick, obviously, was nothing. Panned out to be nothing. Robinson Cano, panned out to be nothing for the New York Mets. Steroids, cut, now signed by the San Diego Padres. But happy to see Edwin Diaz doing great now. Had a rough season in 2019. Did pretty well in 2020. Rough season last year. Showing up now, Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz doing great right now from New York Mets. Will Rodriguez, he's a ride there, everybody. He's a ride. Definitely paying out better than Jared Kelnick, in my opinion. But I want to talk about another from Matt right here. No Syndergaard, you are a terrible pitcher. Terrible. What are you doing taking a shot at the Mets? When Reed Detmers had that nowhere said, this is what a real no-hitter looks like. Did you throw the no-hitter? Did you throw the no-hitter? No, no, no. You got rocked. You gave up like five runs in your next start. No Syndergaard, you're not a good pitcher. Terry Collins made you. You are nothing. No Syndergaard, this is terrible this year. No Syndergaard is a terrible pitcher right now. I wouldn't give him any money. He has a one-year deal right now. He might be in a relief pitcher. He might be in the bullpen three years. That's how bad Noah Syndergaard is on track right now. That was sad to see as New York Mets. You're taking shots as the New York Mets? Will you let down all those years? Let them down in the wild card game. Let them down being hurt. I know that's mainly not your fault, but still. Upset to see right there with Noah Syndergaard taking shots at the Mets. As a New York Mets fan, leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. Well, that got me fired up right there with... No senior guard, but I want to move over to the New York Yankees right here. Aaron Judge tearing things up right now. Most home runs in the MLB. Probably going to win MVP. Could get 55 home runs like he did in his rookie season. Probably going to bat over 284. Great player right now. Aaron Judge tearing it up right now. Aaron Judge. What do you think about Aaron Judge? Anthony Rizzo. Yankees have the best record in the MLB. What do you think about them? Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, around the bases right here with one hot take. One hot take right here. I think Zach Gallon will win Cy Young in the NL this year. Zach Gallon's been amazing so far. Yeah, he's the best. Yori and then right now, he and Pablo Lopez are just tearing up right now with the RA. If you don't know who Pablo Lopez is, he's starting pitcher for uh, Miami Marlins. And then the AL side, you have Nestor Cortez tearing it up. New York Yankees, that URA. Zach Gallon's been amazing with the URA this season. And then they have Mayor Kelly on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks, really just a sneaky team right there. But Zach Gallon's amazing, everybody. And when uh, they played the Miami Marlins uh, last week, Jazz Chisholm said, I want to hit a home run off them because I was traded for him. I was in that Arizona Diamondbacks organization, and I got traded for Zach Gallon. So I want to hit a home run off him. Zach Gallon struck him out three times. I think he broke two bats. So Zach Gallon's an amazing pitcher, everybody. Zach Gallon has that whack. He beat up New York Mets when we play him twice this season. So Zach Gallon, amazing pitcher in my opinion. Probably going to throw a no-hitter this season. There's no juice baseball. Dead ball era. You can say right now how we talked about last season. But Zach Gallon, amazing pitcher. Best pitcher this season in the NL is going to be Zach Gallon. I think he wins Cy Young. That's better for around the base this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section.
Now, the NBA Draft Lottery has been released to everybody, so I'm not going to do a mock draft here, but I'm going to give you a little bit of information about the prospects in the NBA Draft. So let's hop into NBA Draft pretty close by next month in June, everybody. So let's hop into my top five NBA prospects right now. Let's start at number one, Jaden Ivey, everybody. Now, Jaden Ivey could be the next Damian Lillard, or he could be a terrible James Harden, the type of James Harden we saw in the playoffs, everybody. So Jaden Ivey can dunk. He can shoot really, really well. I've watched so much Jaden Ivey tape, and I think I can confidently say He's the best player in this NBA draft class. Now, that's probably going to change, but as of right now, shooting guard at Purdue, Jaden Ivey, couldn't really put the team on his back that much in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, lose the St. Peter's in the Sweet 16. Embarrassing to see right there, Doug Eddard. And St. Peter's team, Shaheen Holloway, obviously the head coach. Seen Hall now, we haven't talked about them in a while. St. Peter's, but Purdue, Jaden Ivey, is the best player in this draft class right now, in my opinion. Jaden Ivey, number one. Number two, Chet Holmgren, everybody. Are we looking at the next, Kevin Durant? Or are we looking at the next, Hashim Thabit, everybody? Do you know who Hashim Thabit is? You probably don't. Hashim Thabit was the number two pick, I think, 2011 NBA draft. The Memphis Grizzlies at UConn. Guy did nothing in the NBA. Averaged like one point a game. One of the Thunder averaged like zero points a game. So we look at the next Hashim Thabit, a guy who can barely put up any pounds. Chad Holmgren can barely put up any pounds. He's about 190 right now as a center. He's going to get dominated by Rudy Gobert his rookie season. He's going to have a terrible rookie season, Chad Holmgren, if he keeps up like this. But Chad Holmgren could turn into the next Kevin Durant. He's got all the handling skills. He's got the shooting skills. He's got the passing skills. Can he handle in the post, though? That's my question right there, Chet Holmgren. I think he can, just not his rookie season. So I'm putting Chet Holmgren at number two right now. Number three, Paolo Boncaro by Paolo Boncaro. Just an amazing player at Duke. Some shaky times, not playing on the team is back. And that's still play tournament. I gave up on his team some games, late in games. Paolo Boncaro, the talent is there, by Maybe the most talented player in this draft class, Paolo Boncaro. Number four, Jabari Smith Jr. by Jabari Smith Jr., big man. Can shoot, can rebound, can dribble. He can do everything for you. He can dunk. He's Bruce Pearl's guy, but he had a great season at Auburn last year. Almost one player of the year. Yeah, Jabari Smith is that guy. Jabari Smith, fourth best player in this NBA draft class at Auburn. Number five, another Duke player, A.J. Griffin, everybody. A.J. Griffin, you look for a lights-out shooter. That's A.J. Griffin in my opinion, everybody. He can dunk, he can get mid-range. Maybe the best mid-range score in this draft class. He's a three-level score. You can get from anywhere in my opinion. A.J. Griffin is that type of guy in my opinion. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Those are my top five NBA draft prospects. Now, at the buzzer, but this week's at the buzzer. It's a great one. Who is the worst run team in sports, everybody? It could be the Pirates. It could be the Kings. It could be a terribly run NFL team like the Washington Commanders, everybody. So I want to start in the NBA right here. We're going to say the Kings are the worst run team in the NBA. They passed up on Luka Doncic for who? For Marvin Bagley Jr., who's terrible in the NBA. Nice turn things around right now, the Detroit Pistons. But just to see Luka Doncic fall to number three, I'm going to take off topic right here for a second. To see Luka Doncic fall to number three to the Dallas Mavericks. Igor Koskorov was the head coach of the Suns at the time, and they didn't take it. He was his foreign coach. Now, Igor Koskorov's on the Mavericks bench here, but so I don't get that. That must have been a front office driven decision. I mean, I don't think Igor Koskorov would have passed on Luka Doncic in any world, but they did. They took DeAndre Ayn, and that was always the debate. Oh, well, it's fine. DeAndre Ayn's a good player. No, DeAndre Ayn's turning into a scrub now, but Monty Williams hates DeAndre Ayn. Every Suns fan seems to hate DeAndre Ayn after that game seven, after that series. So, yeah, Kings terribly run organization. Suns, obviously, terrible decision not to pick Luka. That have been crazy right there. Luka Doncic with them, Booker. Let's move to the NFL right here for a second. Washington Commanders, just terribly run team allegations. Terrible quarterbacks, terrible this, terrible that. Pirates, obviously, I mean, they haven't done anything throughout the years. Reds, same thing. Reds, just one of the poorest franchises in sports status here right there. But who's the worst run team in sports? This could be the New York Knicks, if you want to say. Run by James Dolan, status here right there as a Knicks fan. Leave your answer in the comment section. Who's the worst run team in sports? Leave your answer down below.
Now, best last question there, but this question is, who will win the conference finals there, but is it going to be the Warriors, or is it going to be the Celtics? Is it going to be Heat, Celtics, Warriors, Mavericks? Leave your answer down below. I'm taking the Warriors over the Mavericks in five games, and I'm taking the Boston Celtics over the Miami Heat in six games. Now, 2020 bubble, it was Miami Heat over Boston Celtics in six games back then. This is 2022, everybody. That was in 2020. Rules are flipped right now in the conference finals. I think Boston Celtics get a win. 4-2 over the Miami Heat in this series. Sorry, Jim Butler. Send you home packing. But I have the Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors, NBA Finals. Leave your answer in the comment section to who wins the conference finals. That's about the question of the day this week. That's about for Squared Sports Land Freight, episode 79. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared Sports. Follow DB Podcast, best podcast producers in the game on social media at DB Podcast. Stay tuned for the best sports content in the game. We'll be back here next week, episode 80. Stay tuned.